Welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Homes Podcast. My name is Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the mindset behind savings. Being a millennial, I looked up ChatGBT, and if you don't know what that is, it's basically an AI software to basically ask different questions. It's in a very simple form. It's like Siri on your phone, but sometimes you can ask it to do certain tasks, kind of like a robot in a way, but it's kind of got some different artificial intelligence. And one of the questions that I was able to ask it was, what is the biggest barrier to wealth? And I'll read the answer to you. The biggest barrier to wealth can vary depending on individual circumstances, but one common barrier is the lack of financial literacy and education. Many people may not learn the necessary financial skills and knowledge needed to effectively manage their money and build wealth. This can lead to poor financial decisions such as overspending or not investing in assets that it can appreciate over time. Then it kind of went into a couple other paragraphs of different uh, situations and stuff, but if you're listening to the podcast, this is the whole reason that I have this podcast is to create financial literacy for you to understand what it means to manage your finances and then to invest to build wealth. And so in this episode, I really want to kind of hit on the mindset behind all of it. And I know when I was in athletics, you know, running track and cross country, being mentally tough was a really big part of that and being very successful when it comes to running. And I learned very early on, especially at the beginning of a season or at the beginning of a, of a career, whether that was, you know, coming into my high school years or my college years to have kind of some goals that I had set out for myself, you know, in, in high school, that was to be all state. And then in college, that was to be an all American. And those were goals that I worked towards uh, throughout my career, uh, whether that was high school or college. And then each season, I set a particular goal, whether that was a certain place, a, a certain kind of meet, whether it was a state or a national meet. And then underneath those pretty audacious goals, I had some second and third and some different smaller goals that were pretty big maybe to some other people. But for me, they were just the stepping stones to be able to accomplish my overall goal. And I think finances can be just like that. To be able to be successful in your finances, you need to be able to set these audacious goals, whether that's to retire at a certain date or a certain time or having a certain amount of assets. There's some different things that you need when it comes to you know setting goals for yourself when it comes to your financial journey. And then underneath those, there's other small milestones that you can hit. Uh, for example, uh, one of the big ones would be to retire at, say, age 55. That's usually a pretty tough goal to hit. You have to save quite a bit of money and things have to go well when it comes to returns. And and then you also have to be drawing down your expenses to make sure that your expenses aren't super high. There's a lot of things that go into that. But again, there's some other goals that you can hit when it comes to your financial goals to be able to set yourself on track to be able to do that. Again, it'd be like paying off your mortgage, paying off your cars, setting money aside for, you know, emergency fund. There's those little, little easy stepping stones to be able to accomplish those really big goals. And I think there's a famous saying, 
if you put in minimal effort, you'll get minimal results. And when it comes to building wealth, that can be more true. There's a lot of things that you need to do to be able to get to a place where you have wealth. And it does take time. It does take discipline to be able to continue to invest and put money away and prioritize that over other things. We live in a society now that's the gotta want to have it right now. You're not thinking about tomorrow or a week from now or months or years or decades away from now. And I think that's really tough being in that kind of microwave generation where, hey, I put something in and I want something out of it right now. You have to be able to put something aside and know that, hey, this is going to be better for me in the future. So you just have to understand that by putting something away, it's for yourself for the future. And I'm not always just talking about, you know, stocks and, and whatnot. And I'll get that into that in a little bit later too. These could be in just investing in yourself, whether that's just the time to, to learn about different things. You can always just spend time doing something that can set yourself apart when it comes to your career and other stuff like that. But being in that gotta want to have it society, it's hard to surround yourself with the right people. Not to say that you can't be around people that maybe don't have the same values as you or don't think exactly like you. But if you are surrounding yourself with people that always have the biggest and best house and always have the best and the least cars and they might be having the flashiest shoes or the flashiest clothes. These are all things that might be pulling you away from that really audacious goal that you have when it comes to building wealth. And if you can make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that do have that same mentality as you, it's going to be a lot easier for you to not fall into temptation. Because it's really hard when you get into that really nice car or that you walk into that really beautiful home that you've always wanted or that HGTV home. It's really hard to say, hey, man, I really wish that was me. Well, it really could be you, but your financial situation could be a whole lot better than what they're at currently at. And it's really hard, too, to compare ourselves to other people. All of us came from something different, whether that's assets or you know not having debt or not having the financial literacy there's a lot of things that go into it income being another one so just making sure that you're on your journey and making sure that you're doing the best that you can to financially put yourself forward um, but just being in this society nowadays it's really hard to be able to invest in yourself like I said back in the good old days you could say Pensions were a big thing, and it, the pensions were really successful because they forced people to save money, where now it's all on us to be able to save money. So it's really important for us to take that initiative and start putting money away, knowing it's for our future, and then again, putting it in assets that do appreciate over time, not assets that depreciate clothes, cars, toys, campers, boats, that kind of stuff. Those things don't necessarily give you an income or will give you an income. But if you do put it in assets that do appreciate over time, especially historically, you have a much better chance being successful when it comes to your financial wealth. So one of the very, very first steps to building wealth is making sure that you're changing your mindset 
to prioritize saving over the spending. And I am going to tell you too, I am never the one to say, hey, you need to save a crazy percentage of your income to make sure that you hit all these different goals. And maybe it does take a huge percentage to hit goals, especially if they're really audacious goals. But I'm not going to tell you to, hey, don't go on the vacation or don't do these fun things in life. Because I have seen clients that have retired and and a week later they went into surgery and their life has never been the same. They haven't been able to do the things that they always wanted to do. So I always make sure that people do have balance in their life, that they are trying to accomplish their goals and financial goals, but also making sure that they're accomplishing their life goals too. And that's a part of our financial advisor's job is to balance life and finances too. So that kind of leads me into my next part, which is just making sure that you're paying yourself first. And I kind of went over this in the circle talk, which is episode number two, but it's just making sure that when you set aside money, that you do it first before you prioritize it for your spending. It might say that some might sound so easy to do, and it's really not. It's easy to do on paper, but to turn around and actually do it is really hard. But if you do that, eventually your lifestyle will kind of become normal. You become normal by saving money first. What I mean by that is like, let's say you put money away and it might feel like you don't have a whole lot at the, at, at the end of the day. You get your paycheck and it's like, man, I feel like I've put all this money in my savings and put this money in my 401k and I've put money into life insurance and this insurance and all this stuff. And man, I feel like I just don't have a paycheck anymore. Well, eventually, if you continue to live, live in that lifestyle, I'm not saying you're going to live there forever, but eventually it becomes a little bit more normal. And then as you get pay increases and bonuses and all these extra things, all of a sudden, then you can kind of increase your lifestyle a little bit. You obviously don't want to do it too much because if you continue to increase your lifestyle and continue to do that over the next 40 years, over your working years, then eventually when retirement comes, it means you got to have a much higher income to be able to live that lifestyle. So just being cognizant of that, but making sure that you're prioritizing that. And the first way to do that is to create a budget and then to stick to it. So your budget should be paying yourself first. And what I mean by that is making sure you're putting that certain percentage away for retirement, maybe putting some money into savings, paying down debt, that kind of things, prioritizing those and then going, okay, this is what's left over. This is what's free to spend. This is the money that I can afford to spend on a mortgage and that kind of stuff where people usually work backwards. Hey, I can spend this much on a mortgage and I can buy this much of a car and And then, hey, let's just go out to eat and we'll buy groceries as we need them. And then at the end of the day, they're they're not going to have any money left to be able to save. So again, paying yourself first and having that discipline to do that. And there's some different strategies to do that. Maybe that's first is starting to reduce expenses. So if you are just trying to start this new journey of building wealth, well, you might have to make some cutbacks. Maybe that's cutting some small things, but... Usually what I try to push my clients is, especially if I go through their budget, is look at some of the bigger items. Is it the car? Is it a camper payment? Is it something that's pretty big on your on your budget? Because you have to cut a whole lot of little things to add up to one of those big things. And sometimes 
maybe that coffee in the morning or that drink at the gas station, whatever it might be for you, maybe that's keeping you from purchasing that car that you can't afford or that toy you can't afford or, you know, too much house. So I always try to look at people's situation and maybe go, hey, maybe this is something that would stink today, but in the long term, this is going to make the most sense for you. And I had to do that with one of my clients not too long ago. They had a a nice camper and a truck that they were, you know, that they needed to pull it. And I had to just have the conversation with them like, hey, if you guys sold this, not only could you take this money and put it against a lot of the debt that they had, but the income and the cash flow that they would get back from that, they could put that towards investments. They could pull, put that towards debt pay down. And it's going to help them accomplish their goals a whole lot faster. And then that kind of leads me into investing for the future. And like I said earlier, this doesn't mean that you always have to invest in stocks and mutual funds and you know financial investments necessarily. This could be making sure that you're buying a house or buying a rental property or investing in yourself. Maybe this is in the form of education, whether that's going to a college or some kind of certification, whether that's going through some kind of plumbing or electrical school, you can invest in yourself because you are going to be able to earn more income or you have the opportunity to earn more income with a higher skill level. So it might make sense to invest in your future in that way, especially if you're younger. I encourage you know my, my, myself and even some younger people, especially if they are younger millennials or, or older Gen Z is to just make sure that you're investing in yourself and building yourself up because if you want to make more money, you need to have more experience. And usually people like will look at experience as only years in the workforce. Well, if you can have a lot more certifications or some extra stuff that would go above and beyond just the normal work years, maybe that can accelerate your growth when it comes to your earnings. But let's dive a little bit more into the investing for your future because I think that's important and a lot of people want to do that. Again, the first step is to build an emergency fund, making sure that you have some money set aside because emergencies do happen and they happen probably more frequently than we want. Whether that's car repair or something that happened to the house or maybe it's a medical emergency those things are going to happen. So if you can have some kind of emergency fund set up, it's just going to make you that much more successful later on. So that'd be kind of step one. And then again, paying down debt, making sure that we're opening up that cash flow for later on to be able to invest in different things. And then my big thing is, is saving money for retirement, whether that's 10% or 15% or whatever the percentage is to make sure that you're on track for, for retirement. And then from there, it's going to be kind of diversifying over your investment portfolio. And again, that's not always just stocks and bonds and and stuff like that. That might be, okay, I'm going to try and create income by having a rental property or I am going to rent out a camper or there's a bunch of different ways that you can earn income. It doesn't always have to be just from financial investments. Now, I'm a big believer in the financial markets. They've performed really well over a long period of time, and historically, doesn't mean that's always going to happen that way, but if you give it time, that's usually one way that you can accomplish your goals, and it's really easy to do that, and sometimes you're not 
putting yourself at more risk by having leverage, which is what would happen if you took out a loan to buy a property then to try and make cash flow out of it. That can be risky in itself too. But usually what I recommend, again, is, is the emergency fund, paying down debt, saving for retirement, then going into some kind of a rental property or some kind of property, whether that's buying your own house and just having that accumulate in value. Or, you know, something that I do in my own personal life is buying maybe more of a fixer-upper, living in the house for a number of years. And then after a number of years, you sell that home and kind of move to the next investment property or to the next uh, fix and flip. Now, do I buy foreclosures and go that far into it? No, just because I had to live in it and I have kids in there. So I don't necessarily go that route. But that's a way that you can earn extra money and create um, net worth there. And then eventually you can either have a fully paid house or a lot of equity in a house that you can use for different purposes. So that's kind of an easy one that a lot of people can do. Again, you want to be careful with that if you don't know what you're doing, whether that's the work that you're doing in the house or you don't know what type of work to do in your house that's going to create a lot of value. Um, and, and a real estate professional can help you do that. And we'll have that kind of an episode here shortly. And then again, investing in yourself, whether that's for your trades or some kind of extra skills. This could maybe even be just educating yourself on some side jobs or side gigs or creating some kind of a side job that you can do. I'm going to have somebody on pretty soon kind of just talking about that and even being maybe more known for that than their actual career. And that's perfectly fine too. Now, once you've kind of started on that path and starting to build wealth, it's really important to stay motivated to save. It's really easy to fall off the wagon. Again, if you don't have the emergency fund set up or if you don't have these things in place, you fall off the wagon. Now you got to get back on track and try and get to a point where you can start to save again. And you might have missed out on a lot of different opportunities, whether that's returns in the market or returns in the real estate market. You know, there's some different ways that you could have maybe earned more by staying in. So one way you can do that is kind of celebrating some of the sm small successes along the way. Maybe this is just in your retirement portfolio. Once you get to equal to one year salary or you equal a two year salary or you've tripled your, your yearly salary. Those are like different milestones that are worth celebrating. So if, if it's something small, just go out to eat with your spouse or your friends and family or coworkers and just have something to celebrate there that for you is big, but maybe to someone else it's just, yeah, another milestone, whatever. <laughs> but making sure that you're just celebrating those things along the way because it is important that from a psychological perspective that you're giving yourself reassurance there. And again, if you can, surround yourself with supportive people, making sure that you have people around you that are supporting you and your goals and what you want long-term, and then remembering the long-term benefits of saving. A lot of times people want to look at, say, like something like a mutual fund and say, oh, it's done this over this period of time. Well, again, that might have been 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. If you're looking at it, a microscope of, oh, what did my portfolio do in the past six months or in the past year? Well, maybe you didn't see the benefit of saving just right now, but if you have the mentality that, hey, this is for long term, yeah, it's going to go up and down over the next couple months or the next couple of years, 
but just making sure that you're earning money over the long term. And a lot of an easy one that I talk to my clients about, especially if you have a home, is hey, if you found out today that your house went down 10% value, would you be calling your real estate agent up and being like, hey, I wanna I wanna sell my house right now? No, you just stay in your house and eventually it's probably gonna come back up. Or you have a really good chance of that coming back up. And sometimes your mutual funds or your stocks or those types of investments are going to be the same way. Or if you're doing some kind of a side gig, side job, and it's maybe not cash flow positive right away, eventually it could be. Uh, Just making sure that you're putting in the work and putting in the time to allow that to come to fruition because it does take time. So again, I just wanted to, you know, cap this off by, again, just making sure you're prioritizing building wealth. It's super important to pay yourself first and by paying yourself first, this means saving, putting money away, putting stuff into to investments that's going to create wealth and not spending money that will be temporary happiness. Because over the long term, that's not always the best thing for you. I know this was on the shorter side of the episodes, but I just wanted to come on here and give you guys kind of a pat on the back, whether you're starting your financial journey or kind of give you a kick in the butt if you are not starting your journey or not working towards something when it comes to your financial goals. If you need some help with that, not a problem. We can always sit down and help you uh, figure that out. I know that's one of the biggest things I do with some of the people that I do financial plans for. And that's sometimes what I even start the whole conversation with is, hey, you and I maybe have fine financial goals set up, whether that's an age 55 or something like that. But I constantly remind them that hey you need to have other goals other than hey I want to retire at 55 or whatever because if you are going to retire at that point in time you have to have something to look forward to and so some common examples that I give are you need to make sure that you're planning for a certain vacation or a you know certain object whether that's a boat or a camper or they want to take some really big vacation they want to do a motorcycle trip or a camping trip or there's a bunch of different things that people can have on kind of their bucket list for say to be able to say hey these are some goals that I'm working towards not just hey I want a million bucks or I want to be able to retire at age 55 and cash flow that those are great goals and those are things that we're going to be able to plan for but you have to have these other goals and again i talked about that at the beginning is having these really big audacious goals but then having some of these mini goals to be able to kind of put you on, on a path to be able to accomplish that audacious goal because if it's just one audacious goal it's way out there and you're not really working towards it you can't expect to ever reach it so with that i want to see you guys in the next episode and again please leave a review. I would really appreciate it. All right. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowsman or Preferred Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowsman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowsman is a licensed financial advisor and any of the investment advisory services 
offered are through Harbor Investments, member SPIC. Products and services provided are not NCUA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services.